0: This presentation is the fourth of four that was shot uh, that we shot with Jake Novotny out in Fountain Fort Carson High School in Colorado. This was shot in uh, early spring of 21. A beautiful snowy trip out to Colorado. Really enjoyed this one on unifying your youth feeder program. So this is great information for anybody that's in a community that they plan on staying at for a long time. You want to. Obviously get to work with your youth as soon as you can. If you want to see this video or any other that he produced that we've produced or that Jake Novotny did for us, check us out over at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. All right, I'm uh, Jake Novotny, I'm the head football coach at Fountain Fort Carson High School in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I'm going to be talking today about creating a unified youth theater program. I think that's something that we've done a really good job of the last few years, um, and it's really translating to a lot of success that we've had. So, quickly, my background, I've been a head coach at Fountain Fort Carson since 2016, assistant at the college level before that assistant at, the, at another high school before that, and I was a youth and middle school coach, kind of got my start doing that way. So I had a, a good background of, of what it looks like to run a successful youth program and what that means to tie it into the high school. So uh, just a quick background on fountain For Carson High School, our, our school population, again, is is about 2,000 kids. We play at the highest classification here in Colorado um, at the 5A level. Uh, our school district's unique and that it's partnered with the U.S. Army. We we have schools on the U.S. Army uh base. Fort Carson is 10 miles from our campus, maybe about a five to ten minute drive max. Sixty to seven percent of our student population is identified as a military child, which which means that you know of those sixty-seven percent, a good number of them are gonna be transient student population of either coming in or, or coming out. Um, you know, with that, again, there's various skill sets and, and knowledge and, and, and again, uh, and backgrounds at, at FFC of our athletes. And, you know, 125 to 150 football players are in our, our program 9th through 12th, okay? And we carry three levels. And so for us, that's really important that we make sure we have an aligned, streamlined program at the youth level, all right? So a couple of things more specifically about District 8, which is our school district in, in the city of Fountain Makeup. We have eight elementary schools three of those elementary schools are on post. They're on Fort Carson Army Base, okay? Two middle schools, one of them is in town, one of them is on Fort Carson Army Base, and they both play football at the local middle school uh, league that we have around here in Colorado Springs, right? Which is kind of unique to Colorado in that, you know, you go up into the Denver Metro area, which is about an hour from us north here, and a lot of the middle schools do not play football at their middle schools anymore. They have to go through uh, associations in in youth leagues, okay? You know, something that's kind of unique to our situation right now in the city of Fountain, the park and rec system is pretty minimal. Um, They do have one, but if kids want competitive opportunities outside of just some programming for a month or so uh, as as the seasons go, they have to go up north for that into Carra Springs a little bit more, okay? So when I was hired here in 2016, I was tasked with creating a comprehensive feeder system, um, and and that was something that our district wanted to do for for a couple of reasons. One, because prior to me being hired, it really, there was minimal fe- feeder systems in place for any sport. There was a couple things here and there, but nothing in, in terms of a true feeder or an aligned program that had a, uh, basically a, a start and a finish being the, getting the kids to the high school where it was tied to the high school, okay? Um, our district made the commitment and is continuing to make the commitment to fill the programming void that is not having a park and rec system down here uh, that's that's really comprehensive as our area begins to grow. And and with that, we're expected to have growth in our area in the next five to ten years. Our school is expected to be around the 32 to 3,500 range. So we have a lot of kids and students coming in. And our district knew this when I got hired um, in 2016. Okay. Um, the state of FFC football. So, you know, some things about our program that I think the only reason I bring this up here is, is because we we want to sell this to our community at large. And as these people begin to co- start coming in during the growth, we want them to know what our program is about and the tradition that it's had. We just completed our 70th season, we're on to our 71st. Okay. We've had 15 league championships, 30 playoff appearances of those. Thirteen to quarterfinals, eight semifinals, and three state runners-up. We want our kids in our community knowing that that's the tradition of, of Trojan football. Okay, we have a gold helmet winner right in 2020 during the pandemic year. Our running back was the first gold helmet winner for for our high school, which is basically the best player in Colorado football. Um, and that comes into account for our uh, community service, it comes into account grades, it comes into account performance on the field, okay? And that young man's now playing at an Ivy League school, which we're very proud of, all right? We have had multiple Division One, and Division Two players that have played at a high level, um, not just recently, I mean from all the way back to the, the beginning of our program, and we have multiple NFL players. We have two that are currently playing right now um, that, that uh, are in the league that, that we're very proud of. Okay, um, and so again, we want our kids to know this is what Trojan football is. If you're in this community, okay. And so, <clears throat> what are the challenges in building a unified youth feeder program, and what were the challenges for me when I first got here? So first, it was who, who's the new guy? Who's the new head coach? Does does he you know is he going to be here for the long haul? Is he here to really establish something, or is this a stepping stone? Right. So you have to go out and you have to convince you have to sell and you have to market that you're here for the right reasons that you're here to be a part of this community and that takes time to do that and there's a lot of ways to do that but it's you know being present being involved and being at things right is is the important piece of that do you share a common vision with all the people that can make it happen right do you share a common vision with your athletic director with your superintendents okay with your coaching staff who's going to have to implement these types of things do you share a common vision with the people in the community who are already running youth programs okay and if you don't where's the split okay and then what is that common vision all right are are you going to you know be about development or are you going to be about You know, getting players here. What is that going to be? Okay, what is your common vision? Okay, you need to find your champion in the community. And 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 when you're talking about common vision, you have got to find your champion in the community. Right? Who is your Rick and Dominic Torres? Those are the two guys that really were our champions and really our advocates and guys that helped us really build this uh, youth feeder program up because they have been and lived in this area. Okay, they have they know this area. They know the kids. They know what the issues were prior to me being here, okay? Uh, Rick happens to be on my staff now, and Dom, his son, has taken over our youth program and has taken it to a next level, okay? That that has really, really made it an aligned vision that we've had from the start, okay? But who are those people, all right? Um, you know, and so those guys were helping help me get the lay of the land, the landscape of what we were trying to accomplish here, what had tried been accomplished here before, what they needed from me, what previous staff did or didn't do that can make this better. Okay, so who is that person? You got to find someone, and you got to find them guys that are going to be willing and able to execute what you want. Okay, because the thing about this the youth program is even though we are a part of a lot of it. It is very difficult for me to be the one to run that. Or even ask one of my assistants to be the one to run that. You need a trusted guy who you have built a relationship with that is going to execute the game plan and is going to basically make your program value stand out. Okay? What is the success plan? What does success look like and how do we get there? Okay? Is success that we're winning championships at the youth level? Is success that we're developing kids? Is it participation? And how do we do those things, okay? And what does that look like from the standpoint of administratively? What does it look like from the standpoint of our coaching staff? What does it look like from the standpoint of all the different things that go into building a successful youth program, okay? what has the, the youth program looked like in the past? You know, prior to me getting to Fountain Fork Carson, the youth program was non-existent. It was a couple dads and a couple people around that would start a, a youth team, and that's what they would do, or they would go play in Pop Warner or whatever. Right. And not not that there's anything wrong with that. It just was nothing was really organized in our area for our community. Okay, And then how receptive are the organizations to developing this continuity? Right. So these other youth organizations. Right. One of the first things I did when I got here was met with some of the Pop Warner youth organizations around here. And I could tell from a very early point in the meeting that their vision and my vision was not the same and they were not receptive to some of the things I wanted to do nor was I receptive to some of the things that they wanted me to be a part of and do as well and so that never worked okay and so we went about it a different way and now some of those individuals are coming back and being a part of it and that's okay uh it just wasn't the right fit at the time so are they receptive is it something that we can get done okay all right um again more challenges is it you versus the world right is it Is it basically, and that's two, twofold, is it the youth coaches versus everybody else and it's about them and it's not about what the end goal is, which is getting the kids prepared to play high school ball, all right? Is it about that or is it about you as the head coach trying to do everything or you as the head high school coach trying to say, look what I did? Or is it you as the head coach doing everything and nobody else is getting involved? Because I think if that's something that's happening, then you really need to evaluate if that's something you want to spend your time on because spending your time on this is again, you're spending a lot of time on kids that may not be in your program for 10 years. okay And it's got to be some point if, if it's just you doing all of it and you're getting a lot of resistance from others, it may not be something that you can put all of your time in right away. okay. Um, are we gonna have a working father versus a coach mentality? okay? There's a difference. You know, the the working father mentality is well, the kids just can't do it because I don't know how to teach it, okay? All right. And then the coach mentality is well, we can't teach it and I don't want to ask for help, okay? So, what is it with the youth coaches in your area? Is it the working father? I'm just doing this to be a part of my kid's life and I really don't know it and you're asking me to do something that they don't know. Or is the youth coach mentality in your area that, hey, I'm the coach, I know what I'm doing. But in reality, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't want to ask for help because I don't want to look like I, like I'm, like I'm stupid. Okay. Or that I don't know what's going on. And so what is that? You need to assess that. You need to find, again, your Dominic Torres, your Rick Torres, your champion in the area that can give you a pulse on what that looks like. Okay. Daddy ball. Has it been daddy ball before you got here, right? We all know what daddy ball is where, you know, the the dad's out there coaching and his son's getting all the carries, getting all the love, getting all the reps, getting all the accolades, okay? If that's what it is, all right, and you're coming into a situation where you have to disperse that and break that, how are you going to do that, okay? Um, You know, we've been really lucky that prior to us getting here, there was not a lot established. So there was no daddy ball we had to break. What we've done instead is implement things to make sure that it's not about being you know, daddy ball. Now, we still have dads that are part of our youth program and that coach their kids, and you need that. You need that, otherwise you're not going to have enough coaches to do it, okay? But they got to do it for the right reasons and have the long goal in mind, okay? Uh, do we have the time to invest in this as a high school staff? If you as a high school staff... Or you can't get your coaches as a high at your in your staff to be involved with the youth level um, as much as your state association will allow and your district will allow, then it's really something that you don't need to be a part of because you're going to be doing it all on your own. I'm very lucky. I have a staff of 20 guys here, and I would say that you know a good 70% of them are involved a lot of them have their own kids in it the ones who aren't involved are just you know they're doing so much for our program in other areas that I've told them not to be involved in it other than maybe showing around uh, showing up and being a pre- uh, presence you know, on a year-round basis here and there. Okay. And so, um, but that's where we're really lucky. And, and, you know, there's going to be times, there's going to be times where our, where your coaches may not be able to be involved as you want them to be. And you got to be able to absorb that and have a plan. Okay. But I would say ultimately our coaches are bought in to the vision of being involved with the youth program and what that looks like for us. Okay. Um, how many kids are in the program? You know, when you first get here, how many kids are in the program is is there a program you're taking over already? Is it dwindling? Is it dying? Is it exploding? What is it? Okay, again for us when we got here, there was no program, and we've grown that into to a pretty comprehensive program of of you know 70 to 150 kids, depending on what it is that you're looking at and measuring. Okay, and then player safety concerns like <clears throat> are we address are you addressing that? Are you being around to help? Coach that to teach that to be there to help guide the coaches and parents through that. Were there player safety concerns before? Are there coaches out there that don't know how to teach the proper technique? Okay, because we are the ambassadors of the game as high school coaches. We are the the, the carriers of the game. We need to make sure it's being taught right. Because as we've all heard, there is a epidemic at the at the youth level of us not having okay kids interested in playing football. We got to make sure that we are making. Doing our best to make the game safe so kids want to continue to play it. Okay, so build, building a unified youth program. Okay, so the commitment to start the program this is kind of what we looked at. Okay, you got to lose the I mentality, it had to be we. Okay, we didn't want to work with the programs that it was all about what they wanted to do, what their coaches want to do. Like I told you, with some of the pop war programs, we had some of the sticking points we had were not things that, that I thought were important but they were really important to them and it was very individual-based. They couldn't see the long goal, okay? You know, for example, we wanted to incorporate, it, you know, our colors into their association and maybe having our name or a version of our name a part of it um, in exchange for for our what we're building here and what I'm explaining here. But they didn't want to do that. And so for us, that was an I mentality. It needed to be a we. We needed to get guys that were we guys that were going to do this for us. We wanted them to think that they were a part of Fountain for Carson Football, whether they were third graders or they were graduating seniors. <clears throat> and, and really, that's what we wanted to build. We wanted to surround our program with great people. Um, you know, when I got Coach Torres involved and then eventually his son, I tasked them with, go out and find guys you trust that are going to do it with these things in mind. And and really, you know, Dominic, he did went out there and he did those things. He got those guys. And we have a really good group of youth coaches that are in it for the right reasons that we've all vetted, we've talked to, we've gone through, and they're doing it because they see the long term goal. <clears throat> core values of your program need to be believed in, need to be sold to the community, and need to be demanded from everybody involved. Okay, so whatever those core values are, whether it's the same core values you have in your high school program, okay, or is it a core value of what you want your youth program to stand for, okay, you need to believe in it. And every coach and every person that touches the program needs to believe in it, okay? All right? It needs to be sold to the community. Anytime you're putting information out there through social media, through email, those need to be sold to the community. This is what we are about. You need to demand that from every person in your organization. And if they don't do it, then you have to move on from them because they are not going to be guys in the long run that you want to have around, okay? You need to develop players in the program that we are proud of Okay, because again, we sell them on you are our player from the time you're third grader to the time you graduate here. We want to be proud of you, okay? What can you do to develop that, all right? We want to build players that we believe in, okay? We believe these are our guys and we're going to win with them and we're going to put a good product out there with them from the time they're third grader to the time they graduate with us. And then we need to develop players that we need or want in the high school level, right? We need or want those guys. We need and want all of them, but we want to make sure we develop them to continue to be those guys. Okay, so here's what our vision was. This is what I want from our youth program player retention. We want them coming back. And and we've had a lot of success in that. A lot of the guys have have been coming back year after year since they were third graders. That's the number one vision and goal. Okay, we want it to be fun for all involved. We got to remember that most of our coaches, including my staff, are volunteering their time. They're not getting paid extra to do that if they're on my staff, and they're not getting paid to do this if they're not on my staff, okay? They're volunteering their time, all right? Players must know that we love and care about them. I tell the coaches, make sure you're always doing that no matter what. You'd be a terrible youth coach, but if players know you love and care about them, that, that's gonna be half the battle, okay? You wanna teach proper fundamentals, and we do a lot of things I'll share here in a second, where we're going to help our youth coaches grow and how to teach the proper fundamentals, all right? We want to foster a love for the game. We want to help build the foundation for our high school success, and that's going to be many years down the road. We cannot expect that to happen immediately. Okay, we want to develop, develop, and develop, and understand that that's a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly process. Okay, and then winning is a bonus. And yes, at the older levels, we want to win. We want to put a good product on the field, but that's a bonus of doing all those other things first. Okay. So how does my staff get involved with our youth program, okay? So the first thing is, like I told you, we built this organically. There was not a youth feeder system before I got here. There was pockets of different things that kind of tried to uh, come under the umbrella of being a part of Fountain 4 Carson, okay? So we basically built this. Myself, a couple of my staff members, getting guys like the, you know, our champions in the community, we got together. How do we put this together? We build it organically, and it's housed through our high school staff, okay? I would say that our high school staff uh, facilitates what this looks like on a daily basis and what it should look like, okay, for us in, in our football program, all right. Um, and, and what we've done is we've given you know our guys who run at the youth level the opportunity to to, to run it and do it, but again, they're going to do it in the limitations that we give them, okay. Um, my coaches on staff, okay. I have one coach that's an elementary school teacher on post. I have another coach who's a middle school teacher in our district uh, that's in in town here. Right, those guys are instrumental in I you know getting information to the kids. They know other teachers in the district where they're gonna distribute the information to the kids to get them to sign up for stuff. Okay. Another thing in our district, if you don't have this, uh, the Peach Jar app our district subscribes to, we throw a flyer up on Peach Jar and my guy that runs the youth. Uh, league gets calls immediately that day his phone starts blowing up, right? Utilizing things like that where that's a trusted thing that our district puts out, okay? So those three things really help um, funnel the kids to our program, all right? Um, something that's unique to Colorado is there's a spring middle school season through Colorado Springs Parks and Rec, okay? And it's a six-week season with uh, you know, a couple of weeks leading up to it of preparation, um, and, and we're actually in that right now, and You know, my staff coaches that, all right? Um, And and primarily they coach the seventh and eighth grade team. And my goal is is that we have from third to sixth grade, we have youth coaches, we have dads that are bought in. Those guys are the ones that are coaching those levels. And seventh and eighth grade spring is where we're going to coach those guys, okay? Um, We also do some spring middle school visits. We'll go and we'll talk to the kids. We'll go and hand out information, all right? Again, in our district, It's our kids. We're not going to other schools' districts. We're trying to serve our community and get our kids thinking about playing at Fountain Fort Carson. Okay? I personally don't care what other people's kids are doing in their communities or what other kids are doing. We have a big enough community here. We can build and be successful with that. Okay? And that's our goal. And and if other kids decide they want to be a part of it, then that's their decision. Um, So we go to Spring Middle School visits. We've talked about doing give-back camps where we go and, um, you know, go – over to the middle schools and we do a one day camp and just get the kids excited. Um, And now that we're coming out of the pandemic, those are things we're looking at doing, okay? We clinic our youth coaches, okay? Um, Any coach that's a youth coach for us that's not on my staff, we, we clinic them in two ways. We do a classroom session. I always do this sometime in the summertime with them. All right, we focus on schematics. Offense and defense. I really tailor it to what they want, right? What I'll do bef- about a week before we do it is we is as I'll send out a Google form to uh, my my head youth guy. He'll send it out to him and it's to say what topics are you interested in hearing for offense for defense. Sometimes it's they just want drills. Sometimes they just want. Ta- how to coach tackling right and I don't want to set up something like a clinic where I'm saying I'm going to talk about this this and this and it's zero interest to in those guys I want them to get something out of it okay we also will either do it here at our field house and I'll bring in food or we'll go somewhere and rent a back room somewhere where we can have food and <clears throat> we can talk and we can and we can make it more of a casual setting and buy those guys in on, on being a part of that okay um, I also we do it on the field clinic when we try to do that throughout the summer or right before the season or sometimes we paired them up as well, and that's you know more of a live drill session where they can see those types of things and, and how we teach certain concepts. Okay, um, more things with our coaching staff involvement. A couple things that 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 I've made a, a complete commitment to is one um, a drill manual and, and a drill tape. Right, so we're creating those anyways for our for our, our kids and for our coaches, and so. <laughs> we you know a lot of times what we're gonna do is 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 we're going to share that with the youth coaches and give that to them so they know how to coach that by position, right? Um, I give them access to our huddle and our drill tapes. All of our middle school coaches, all of our middle school coaches since they're in district, every single one of them gets access to our huddle. They can get on there anytime they want, they can watch practice, they can see drills, they can do any of that type of stuff. Okay. Um, if they want huddle game film cut-ups, I, I'll share that with them. I give them a Glacier Clinic invite with the staff pass. I put all of our youth coaches on it. If they coach youth football for us, they're on it. And they go every year. They get access to the Glacier Drive. Anytime we do anything where we get opportunity to have access to more online learning content, I invite those guys. I involve those guys. Another thing that we've done here is that we have um, created a teaching progression and playbook for these guys. And I'll go ahead and pull this up here. All right. And here's an example of our... Third grade, playbook. Third and fourth grade, defensive playbook. We do this for offense as well, but I'll just pull up the defense. And we've kept it real simple, okay? Goals, teaching progression, coaching points, okay? What they should be learning as it fits into our terminology and our system. We've laid it all out here for them. And this is kind of what it looks like from the youth progressions, right? And we've modified some of this in the recent years, but this is... is, Definitely what we're looking for, okay? Simple things that they can coach, alignment, gaps, are base fronts, okay? Those types of things, all right? Um, For our older guys, Okay, you know, very similar deal. This is our eighth grade playbook. Okay. You know, our eighth graders are getting coached by our freshman coaching staff. So they're learning all of this base stuff right now. Again, this is just defense. We do the same thing for offense, it looks very similar. All right, and they go through and all the base formations of play. And, 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 and what I do with these youth guys and these youth coaches is I tell them, it really for me, you have some base things that I want you to, to look at. And some base things I want you to install, whether that's formations or fronts or coverages, mainly terminology and mainly techniques, okay? And then after that, as long as they do that and they keep things in our terminology, i let them have some creative fun because they're having fun with it too, right? So as long as they're doing those base things, that's why we keep the playbook small and simple so they can teach it and learn it, okay? you know what can you do in your youth program and I think this is really important you got to be present. How are you present in your youth program? One, you got to let your coaches know but you being present, your coaches, specifically your youth coaches, but even your coaches at the high school level, they know that they're not alone, that we're doing this together, okay? Um, try to get them to practice at your facilities as much as can as you can if that's possible, okay? All of our youth key, uh, teams in the springtime, because there's nothing else going on in our stadium, okay. every single one of them practices in our facilities. Our sixth through eighth grade practice in our stadium, we turn the lights on. It's a big deal for them and their parents to get to play on the stadium. Four years before they even get the opportunity to be here. Our little third through fifth graders, they practice in the field north of our stadium, and they can see the lights on it for them. Hey, that's where I want to be one of these days. It's a great opportunity to showcase your facilities and what you're all about. So if you can get them on your facilities, that's great. In the fall time, we can't do that because our team is practicing and we don't have the availability. But they have a backup plan because they know in the springtime that's where they're going to be. All right, Attend youth games in the springtime my coaches aren't coaching it, we're at the youth games watching, some most of the time from afar, okay, but we're watching and we're making sure that parents know that we're there and we're paying attention, okay? We can't really attend that stuff in the fall time. It's hard. It's difficult for our schedule, but in the springtime, we make up for that, okay? <clears throat> we try to attend a youth practice at least once a week. In the springtime, right, I'm going to be there as many times as I can, but I'm going to make it a point to go at least once a week and show my face and walk around, even if it's for five minutes, just to say, hi, how is it going to the coaches, okay? Okay. Um, you know, you could run simple camps like a youth tackle practice or a youth tackle night where the high school staff comes in and does that for everybody, and you're around the kids. Okay, Be available to meet at any time with those coaches in person or text or phone. Every one of the coach, head coaches of our little league teams have mine and our offensive coordinator's number, and they've texted us throughout the year, throughout asking questions, and if I don't get back to them within... Five minutes, then I won't. I, you know, I'll get back to them at least within the hour. And we and they love that we're available to them at any time, and that we make them a part of what we're doing. Okay, we invite them to our practices all the time. It's an open door policy as long as they coach for us. We invite them and, and players to the games. We have a uh, a youth or junior Trojans is what we call our youth team, and we have a Junior Trojans Night where we invite them. We pick one game out of the year where we invite them, and as a whole program, they come to the game and they sit in our stands, in their jerseys, and they're uh, basically there watching our guys and having a good time, and it's, it's a good deal. And then we invite their head coaches down on the sideline to be a part of the game with us on game day um, and, and to see what that really looks like. Um, and then, um, we we invite our youth coaches to our meetings, our game plan meetings, if they want to come, it's open door policy. And then we're also again we have a what we call Rising Freshman Night, which is our eighth grade orient, uh excuse me eighth grade information night. Where we there we put on uh, you know all, all of our stuff and make sure our guys are are there to give out information. And We have a, a incoming eighth grader parent night as well to welcome the eighth grade parents after that. Okay. You know, one thing that's been a really big deal for us is our youth camp, okay? And that was our flyer for our youth camp last year, All right? What the youth camp does for us is is it really builds relationships with the youth coaches because our our high school coaches are coaching it with the youth coaches, okay? Um, The high school coaches are gonna build relationships with the players the high school coaches are going to build relationships with their own high school players because we ask the high school players to work it. Okay, Our high school players are going to build relationships with the young players. Okay, We use it as community service. All right, And then we get to know some of the families around here. And I think that's really important because building a youth feeder system is really about community engagement. Okay, And you're teaching your players and your coaches that our program can touch the lives of everybody in this community if we allow it to. Okay? There's a picture of our youth camp from last year. Where we always do a, a picture at the end of the night. Okay? We, we've, we started and we had maybe 10 or 15 kids five years ago. And, and this year we had about 70 kids at our youth camp, 80 kids. It's just growing, right? Um, our youth camp is a great opportunity. It kind of lets you evaluate your high school player. I always make it a point that we have five to 10 high school kids work our camp, depending on how many numbers we have. Okay, I usually keep that to the seniors as part of our community service and our philanthropy that we do. And you really get an opportunity to see who your players how well do they know what we're teaching them, okay? How they interact with kids, all right? We do campers of the night where a kid could win a, a hat or a t-shirt or a Snickers bar if he remembers something or gave the best effort, all right? Um, each kid gets a t-shirt. We've looked at getting the camp mini football that they can take home with them. that says Trojan football on it. Again, we wanted to do that last couple years, but with COVID, that's something we're gonna be moving to in the next few years. Um, and then every night when the kids go home, they get a popsicle stick or they get an ice cream sandwich, right? So we're, we're putting together this, man, I go to football, I work hard, and I can have something fun afterwards. Okay? And so we're always trying to give those uh, kind of rewards and, and our youth camp has been really good for us. And here's kind of a, it's a four-day camp. Okay? Here's what our youth camp looks like. It's a four-day camp. As you can see, here's the practice schedule. It's all built on rotations and keeping the kids busy and teaching them fundamentals. Okay? We're doing combine drills. We're doing um, everybody's going to learn how to catch, and everybody's going to learn how to tackle, and everybody's going to throw the ball and punt and kick, keeping them involved. We don't know what a kid's going to be like when he comes to high school. We're not going to pigeonhole them. We let them go to whatever position they want, for the individual position work. Okay, We're trying to merge instruction and skills development with having fun. But the main goal of this camp is to have fun and understand what Trojan football is all about. So there's the Monday of that camp, the Tuesday of that camp, again take what you want from this and, and incorporate it to your own. There's the Wednesday and the Thursday. And we always finish Thursday off with fun, competition, and um, Air Force football with winners and losers. We put the 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 we take our football field and put it into cut it into fourths and kids, you know, by grade level are playing flag football, touch football, and it's a great time. They have a lot of fun with it. Okay. And so what's the result been? Okay? The result's been we've had the largest youth program in our area, third through eighth. Okay? And the numbers have shown that. We've grown the largest. We have the, the, the best. Okay? Um, our opportunities for youth community involvement has doubled in the sport of football. Okay? Before, our Fort Carson kids, our kids that were on post, had zero opportunities to do anything outside of what was on post. Um, not that they weren't there. They just didn't have access to them or they didn't know they were there We make it a point to make sure that all those kids know that they're part of this thing with us Okay, we have a lot. Li- we have an aligned youth program at every level every single kid of our youth program is what called the junior Trojans They wear red white and blue they practice at our facility They run our stuff our coaches are around they're teaching it our way, and it's awesome Okay, and the kids are fully bought into it all right in the fall we have 3rd through 6th junior Trojan youth program, and our 7th and 8th play at our middle schools, and we make sure we try to go to at least one middle school game in the fall time. In the spring, 3rd through 6th is coached by our youth coaches, and our 7th and 8th is coached by our high school staff. All right, And our we have 70 to 80 kids of just youth, 3rd through 6th, that are in our program now. All right, And if you add our middle school program, that's about 170 kids in total in our youth program, and only growing. Okay. Um, and as a result, our youth and middle school coaches feel a part of our program because of our accessibility and our willingness to be there with them. All right. And, and we are available and we are there to assist them in every way possible. All right. So, again, thank you. If you have any questions about how to start a youth feeder program, I would say the biggest thing is find out who your champion is. Okay. Who is that guy that can help you get the lay of the land and really be the guy that is going to be the one to help you organize this and be the guy that has the same vision to help you align this the way you want it to be. If I can ever do anything for any of you guys, there's my contact information. Be glad to, to help you out with anything. I want to thank Chief Pigskin and Nate and all the guys there that run that force and, and given us the opportunity to speak. Thank you.